an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to Our Friendly World. Better, Stronger, Together. Here we are, everyone. Hello, hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Our Friendly World. We are celebrating one year of oh talking. Oh, my goodness. One year of talking on the air around the world. And today we have with us what I promised on my very first show. I say my because that show is just me talking. <laughs> Our very first episode called The Mentor that, that explains this whole podcast. That's what I meant by my show. But I had promised that it would be the family and the girls would be in on the episodes. And what turned out was they were behind the scenes. They didn't want to talk. They became quite antisocial is not the word for it, but they beca- what's a what's a what's the word for it? Introvert. Introvert. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody here they are. Martine, I promised here they are. Martine have, has been wanting to hear you guys. So here we are, everybody. I'd like to introduce you all to our lovely littles, little ladies. We have Elle. Hello. <laughs> and Allegra. What's up? fabulous oh my god you guys come on now we need to speak you guys have been very quiet we've all been very still this past year quite still we've been very centered and yet at the same time we've been making friends from around the world we've met so many of our family members family as in the family that we create a family circle of friends from around the world there's a list now that we can truly call family members. I thought we would start the show off today by getting in the word celebration. Are you ready? I wanted to talk about ceremony, but it just seemed so serious. I like the word celebration better. And what it is, it's just gathering. It speaks of honoring of a day or season by appropriate festivities. That's celebration. And I want to say I started to truly celebrate when you and I got together, Matt. I mean, I would celebrate my birthday, but I wouldn't have parties ever. I would always have my alone spot. It was usually at the Channel Islands near Santa Barbara. I would leave Santa Monica and just go be by myself and watch the whales and the seals. I'd take the boat out there and I I call it like a committee meeting. I would look at the whole year everything that I experienced, all the people that I met, I would kind of record everything and do like a boardroom meeting in my own spirit and figure out what I wanted to do next. And I was wondering if we could do that today and talk to Ellen Allegra about the whole celebration idea and the the concept of hosting, because you and I always talk about to truly be friends, to truly have the society that we should, that's friendly and compassionate, you have to be a good host. Like when someone comes into your home, a good host walking out on the street, a host to strangers, a host to your friends, a host to your family. Life is about celebration. Life is a ceremony. All right, why aren't you? Absolutely. It, it pretty much is. I guess it pretty could, much is. I guess you could say that. What? <laughs> wow, way to add. Um, 
no, 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 abs, and that's what I do. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely is is what I do. And yeah, I've heard myself say that about a million times. But it's also about, in my mind, being a good host is about you're somebody that people know they can go to, and you're going to offer them comfort, be it food, be it maybe an answer to a problem that they're having, etc. You are a place for things to progress, maybe, is, a, is an interesting way of putting it. Yeah, you're right. I think of it as taking care of someone. You guys know me, I always go to food. So when I host someone, I'll make sure that they have enough to drink and enough to eat and they're warm enough or cool enough, comfortable enough to express their emotions, creating a space where the person feels special. And I feel special too, that we all feel special, creating that space. And you can create that kind of sanctuary on the street, in your home, in the bathroom, wherever you go. And I think we can spread that idea beyond our own tiny little homes and really take it out there to the world, to all the countries. Can you imagine if all the countries lived like that with the concept of being a good host, that you're there to make sure someone's needs are taken care of, that they're heard, they're listened to, that they're seen, instead of just looking at someone and saying, oh, there, there she goes, the crazy Middle Eastern person, or whatever value and judgment that society puts on you. Instead of just seeing the human heart, the living heart, whether it's in a squirrel or a human being, it's about being compassionate and being there for one another. You're right. It is kind of. (laughs) So let's just talk about everything we've done the past year. We've had so many shows. And we were worried that we wouldn't have enough to talk about. But every week, I feel behind. Don't you, Matt? Well, I feel behind because I'm the one who has all the notebooks. Seriously, at least 200 pages of notes of all the things that we need to discuss. Right. And, you know, sometimes I go to race and politics and racial issues, things that really upset me. The way I get treated in society, the way I've seen my friends get treated in society. And so anyway, we end up fighting, but we always come back together because that's what it's about. It's about having uncomfortable conversations and still being able to listen to each other and understand each other and not continue the fight, but to bring it around again. And try and come to an understanding for sure. A lot of other podcasts put their shows up like the top shows from the past year. I didn't want to do that because we promised you we would be here every week and we're here to talk every week and that's what we're going to do. I do encourage you to go back and listen to some things because most of them are pretty timeless. We got into everything from martial arts to cooking to talking about technology to music. Remember that's how we met Paul? Right. And Barry and Michael. And we've had so many amazing therapists on like KJ and Rachel, Rachel Chevalier from France. And it's just growing. Our, Our little tiny circle has grown so much. And we want to thank you all for listening. And I wish our little girls, not so little, they're actually taller than I am now. But 
I wish you guys would express what you think about the world. How do you imagine the world being? Can it be the utopia that we envision that we're trying to create? Or are you, have you become hardened? I see you scowling, Elle. You don't think the world will end up more compassionate? Honestly, no, not really. Why? I'm not sure. I just feel that way for some reason. It's always best to have a good reason why. I mean, you look at things like, um, what's her name? Greta Thunberg? Thunberg? Thornburg? Of Scandinavia, who's trying to make the world a better place. She's still championing on. She's still campaigning. Yeah, but her face looks like Elle's face right now. Do you know what I mean? Elle's face looks like well, it's- Greta's right now. And, and you're, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, a lot of kids, a lot of, I shouldn't, a lot of people your age, and me included, I, I don't believe in age, but I understand there's a lot that you're dealing with. Look at the mess of a world that we are in. But the good thing is that we're talking about it and it's more, more, it seems more prevalent because it's not hidden anymore. We're talking about all the issues. We're talking, we're seeing things more than we ever have before in history. People are certainly, it feels like people are being a lot more honest as far as their feelings go. The feelings and also willing to stand up and say this is wrong what Greta is doing you know not, not what Greta, what Greta is doing is saying this is wrong you need to stop this you're hurting the environment you're you're hurting every living thing but I understand now it's um it's hard to be optimistic I don't blame us for feeling the way we do right now it's hard there's a lot that you're dealing with and it's much like the, some artists that we know of that sing sad songs. It's not fake. It's for real. It's the emotion that's prevalent right now. Things feel a certain way, and that's the difference between optimistic and pessimist. Optimistic and pessimistic. You know, when you are going through hard times and when things look seemingly horrible, an optimist will realize nothing lasts forever. Everything has a season. Nothing lasts forever. So if things look really bad to you, you can fix it. You can change it. You will move through it. And it will not stay the same. Nothing stays the same. A pessimist will just be in that moment and think that's it. This is all that there is and nothing else. I understand. I understand how you're feeling. But please know that nothing lasts forever. And we will move through this. It seems like the pessimists right now... They're like, oh, yes, we're the honest ones. And the optimists are kind of foolish on some level or naive or a million other things. And it, but, but then it also seems like any event that takes us back into a normalcy kind of position, it's like, oh, well, this is just back to normal. It's not like this is a good thing. People are unwilling to say that, you know, good things that are happening. It's just like, oh, it should have happened last year or we're just getting back to normal. Well, normal is normal can be good for goodness sake. You know, we should we should enjoy, we should appreciate, I guess, quote unquote, normal, instead of just being like, well, okay, we're kind of getting back to our baseline or whatever it is. I guess my voice has been sounding a bit quiet compared to everyone else's. I I want to hear your voice. What do you have to say, babe? Uh. How do you feel about the future? Do you want me to answer honestly? 
honestly. I really don't. There's a 50-50 chance it could be, like, you know, amazing. And, you know, there's also a huge possibility that it will be horrible. Hell, in a nutshell. Anyway, I should probably stop talking. Oh, dear. I don't want you to stop talking. But there are things every week that you look forward to, aren't there? Lately, I've just been excited for Halloween. (laughs) And there you go. That's something to be excited for. But it kind of loses its touch after, like, you know, when you realize it, it's going to happen, like, two months plus, like, a week. <laughs> well, honestly, it'll probably be happening as we air this episode. No, we're going to air this one really quick. So, yeah. We're airing this episode, like, lickety-split this week. This is our this is our anniversary week. This is our birthday week. Mm-hmm. And... I just wanted to go back to what you were saying, Matt, about normal. I I don't want to go back to normal. And there is no going back to normal. Because normal was the time when most people didn't listen to one another as much as they're listening to one another now. Normal is when we didn't care that there was this group over here that you know was less than a paycheck away from being homeless. You know? Right. Normal was the fact that when we talked about voter suppression, that it was just something unheard of. And now we realize, wow, look at all these levels where suppression has been existing and is continuing to progress. So I don't want to go back to normal. And what I want to say is that being optimistic doesn't mean I'm going to get rid of whatever is happening here that I'm, I'm, I'm just going to look ahead. It means I will breathe through what is happening and choose what we should create next because yet it won't last forever. And focusing on what you would like to create in this moment. And this moment is actually the moment of the future if that makes any sense. Do you understand what I'm saying? Totally. Totally. And and to further kind of get through go through it, it's it's about having things to look forward to. It's like what am I looking forward to, you know, today? What am I looking forward to this week? What am I looking forward to this month? What am I looking forward to this season? You know, and and really taking the moments to experience, to enjoy. We had some rain. <laughs> we 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 live in, we're in Colorado, 300 days of sun a year, blah, 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 blah. We had buckets full of rain the other day. And it was just like everything kind of got cleaned and everything smelled different and everything cooled down and everything, everything, you know? And, and wow, I really enjoyed that. And I had, I had forgotten what it was like for us to have a, uh, you know, a thunderstorm if you will, that, you know, fortunately no one gets hurt, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because we have those too. But it was just, wow, it was just such an enjoyable moment. And it's about recognizing them for what they are and, you know, not living inside of them, but living, taking the moments to live inside the memories of these. And having ceremony within that. So what I was talking about before, like before we met, I didn't really do celebrations And for my birthday, I never had parties, but I would go by myself and look at the water, look at the ocean, and take stock of everything. 
Um, I want to say it was when Elle was born and then Allegra was born that the ceremony of it was boosted to the infinite level. And it's not like we had a bunch of friends. I mean, most of it happened on Bainbridge Island where this whole friendship thing, the concept totally formed for us because we realized, wow, people really suck out there. Like (laughs) nobody is like really willing to be friends and the whole concept of friendship was not our idea of friendship. And so just taking the moment that you're in, I mean, things were bad for us on Bainbridge Island. They were, it was scary and we had so little money and it, it was horrible. At the same time, we had Ellen Allegra and we would bake cakes and we would put together ingredients and make three meals a day out of the ingredients that we had. Mm-hmm. We made beautiful vegan cakes. We created art from almost nothing and decorated our homes wherever we went. I think Allegra wants to say something. Uh, speaking of, you know, making stuff, I remember when when uh, when Elle and I were like, you know, really little. Well, not really, really little. We still lived in Colorado at this point. Basically, we just... We go. We went outside after school to you know, hang out and play and you know like on, like scooters. Yeah. And so and so after that we we all the the three of us because I don't think Dad was ever home at that point. The three of us we we enjoyed some delicious homemade sorbets. Out of like fruit and stuff, out of our Vitamix, <laughs> we still have it somehow, some way. And that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. Those those are the things that make life ceremonial. You know, we're not going to do this huge, big, huge event like whoopee! It's our first year. We're very proud of this podcast, and we have so much more to talk about. But yeah, you're right, Allegra. Like. We would take whatever fruit we had, we would freeze it, we would make sorbets, and we would have a little party between the three of us until Daddy got home. Or like when it was Valentine's Day, we talked about this, remember, Matt, about hosting. And um, remember, girls, like, the. do you remember the very first time we did this where we cut heart shapes? And we, it must have been hundreds of them hearts we cut out with scissors from with cardboard and pieces of paper and we hung them from the ceiling so when daddy came daddy's tall right when dad came (laughs) home when he had to enter into the apartment he would be kissed by all these hearts on his forehead but like things like that make life great and these are the things that we do together that when we come together with our friends this is this is training. This is it's not training. That's not the right word, but this is this is what we do for each other. This is ceremony. This is celebration. It's the everyday, guys. It's the everyday. Remember when we lived in Northern California and it would rain and we would put our boots on and go out there and you you loved splashing in the puddles? They're they're nodding yes. 
Yeah, I remember it, believe it or not. I mean, the memories are very vague, but I can definitely remember it. Elle, do you remember when Allegra was born and we were trying to have her sleep? Which, by the way, Allegra stopped napping at nine months old. But Elle, do you remember we would go make tea with, we would like make a little tiny little dessert and you and I would go underneath the dining room table and have a tea party together? Remember that? Nope, I do not remember that. Are you serious? You don't remember that? And yes, I'm serious. I do and remember. then I got so jealous that I just stopped taking naps because, you know, not wanting to miss out on stuff, not wanting to miss out on stuff stemmed from an early age. It's called FOMO. Wh- what are you trying to don't do? Don't tell them I have FOMO. Okay. So now is the time, I think, we should think about what we want to do in the future. Now is the time. Every day. I have never been one to have that New Year's Eve. New Year's resolutions? I don't like it. I don't. I I think every day is a new year. So I don't want to make a huge fuss during New Year's Eve. And you know, you all know I don't like fireworks and I don't like big banging sounds. And I don't like all the crazy drinking and whoopee. And then all of a sudden you're cursing the past year and say nuts to you and welcome this new one and then the new one you'll be cursing December 31st. It's disrespectful. So I wanna say that every day is special and every day let's, no matter what is going on, let's take stock of how and why and really the hows of how we got here. It's really amazing. All the little tiny points that came together and gently guided us to this very moment right now. Introducing us to the people that we know right now. The people that walked hand in hand with us maybe. And then maybe they left for whatever reason. They turned out to be not so good friends. Right? It's all good. It's all good. So I want to say I have a lot in store as far as the podcast goes for this year coming up. We're going to be publishing some books. We have some amazing, I don't, I don't know what to call them, Matt. Are they courses? Like amazing little. Let's say lecture. I hate but the word that's lecture. That's a terrible word, isn't it? That's a terrible word. But like, we, we definitely have some things coming up. Let's call it a fireside chat. And things that will bring us together. We are planning on going from country to country and creating a physical community, not just one that is over the airwaves, but bringing us together. Elle, let's ask Elle a question. Okay. Let's talk about what do you think the most important concept of friendship is? Like when you think of friendship, what comes to your mind? So anyway, friendship stuff, please answer Elle. Well, what first comes to mind to me is a feeling of safety and happiness, a feeling of not being alone, you know? It's a nice, safe, comforting feeling to me. I love that. Allegra, how about you? Uh, well, it's a certain thing about, you know, always being there for your BFF. Like, if there's, like, a ton of drama or something going on in their life, the best you can do is just be there for them. That may not make sense, but I don't know. You're right. Being there without judgment. Right? I try to do that with you guys. I think the whole, here, I'll move the mic. I think being friends with someone, the way you treat family 
is how you will treat your friends and your friends the true friends those are your family it's the family that you choose so when you guys fight i'm like all right it's good to fight because it's kind of like it reminds when you got yes don't look at me like that allegra but when you guys fight it reminds me of teeny tiny little um lion cubs that fight in the serengeti or something like they're fighting and they're actually learning skills on communication and skills on how to hunt and skills on how to survive in the wilderness so at a certain point i realized you know what i'm not going to break you guys up every time you argue and at the same time i can still see the love and the care even in the midst of the fight okay allegra is giving me some looks right now it's important to know how to fight and it's important to know how to treat each other and how to come back around and the way you treat family you get used to that right that's your training that's like your your muscles are working a certain way that's exactly how you're going to be treating friends so we need to treat each other well i come from a family i had to leave behind because they did not treat each other well i had to get away from that and my main goal is to have a clear circle of true love and respect true seeing and hearing it's so, such a big deal for me and that's that's what i want to talk about that's what i that's my whole mission here whereas for me it's a little different when i think about being a good host for instance because in my parents house it was just we went from this to this to this to this didn't matter the occasion didn't matter the season didn't matter the guest list didn't matter didn't matter didn't matter the only thing that really tweaked things was we had a pool in the backyard and so whether or not we went swimming in the pool but you know for me being a good host is really looking at other people's comfort and really trying to understand it and trying to figure out ways to make them feel comfortable when they're in your space because it can be a very kind of uncomfortable existence for a minute right and all of a sudden you're assaulted by strange smells and strange people and strange a strange house and you know you can feel very uncomfortable in that situation and it's about recognizing that and making sure that people don't feel uncomfortable one of the first conversations i had with you matt was when we first met we were in aikido and you said it's important to be a good host in the world. Can you repeat what you said way back then? We've, we've repeated it a few times on the show, on the podcast, but do it again. It's important to be a good host in the world. No, no, no. Um, it's, it's about walking through, maintaining your sense of self, maintaining your physical presence, your spiritual presence, and your mental presence. But it's important to realize that people around you might need your help that you're there you're not isolated it's not about this person is here to serve me it's not about i just need to get away from these people as quickly as possible it's about welcoming people welcoming those experiences that come to you and being a good host trying to make other people feel comfortable as well as helping to solve other people's problems which is typically why people interact with one another out in the world sadly is because i'm having a problem or i need you to do this for me so it's important to break through that and you know be a good host i don't know i don't know how else to say it <laughs> and 
Um, this reminds me also when Elle was a toddler. I want to talk about prejudice for a second. I wanted to make sure that I displayed no prejudice at all. And I'm not talking about racial situations or anything like that. I wanted them to have an appreciation and, and compassion for all of life. And, and I knew all of life meant snakes and spiders and things like that. We had a house on Bamberg. We moved in. We fixed everything up. It was gorgeous. And it was time to walk in the yard. And I remember I was pregnant with Elle. <laughs> and I was so nervous about being pregnant because I had never been pregnant before. And I'm like, what can I do? What can I not do? Like, you know, you hear all this stuff like you're not supposed to eat sushi. You're not, you know, which is fine because we're, no we're vegan. But, but like all these things, no hot tubs, whatever, like all these no-nos, right? So I'm like, oh my God, can I jump all of a sudden? Like, you can't do a lot of yoga poses. You know, yoga is pretty much a no-no. Different stages of pregnancy. So I was nervous. So, But here I was, I was walking into the yard mm -hmm. and all of a sudden a snake crossed my path. And I seriously do not remember touching the ground. I think I somehow flew from where I was, maybe touched the ground once or twice, but like, right ran flew back in the house and i said we gotta move <laughs> <laughs> there's a snake out there and so for the amount of years that we lived in that house every time i walked exactly in that same spot i assumed the snake would be crossing the path again but like i know that allegra wants to say something allegra don't lose your thought please hold it but what i was gonna say was because i was so scared of spiders and, and snakes I didn't want to translate that onto our Ellen Allegra. And so what happened was I tried to not say anything. And I remember this is going back to being a good host, by the way. But I remember feeling so happy when Elle spotted a big spider in the house. And Darn it. <laughs> and I think my eyes were really big, but she wasn't looking at me. She was looking at the spider. Thank God. She was not looking at me because I probably looked horrified, like, oh my God. <laughs> but I remember Elle looked at the spider and got close to it and was almost about to caress it. And I remember she made a sound like, oh, baby, like that. I'm like, oh my God, that is so sweet. Now let's get rid of the spider. <laughs> Please. No, kill it, kill it. No. <laughs> <laughs> escort it out escort it out but that's being a good host you know like when she was still two and a half we would go to the playground and she would introduce herself to everyone like it was her home right right allegra i'm sorry honey you go ahead what were you gonna say oh sorry i, I was just i was just about to say speaking of snakes uh -oh. i remember that one time we were going home from from I think it was the market. Yeah. We were gonna oh buy God. some stuff. Uh. Like like that delicious <laughs> caramelized onion bread. Oh. That I oh, still man. wonder how we're living without. It was so good. <laughs> anyway, so basically we're heading back, right? And then and then suddenly L started L started running past and jumped at some point. I ran I ran and followed her. And 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 then mom's and then I heard mom scream. I don't know. This was a while back, okay? Like a very long time ago. Like I was probably 7 back then or something. And so then what happened next was 
Mo- Mom started screaming. Ella and I looked back, and, and then this, and then the snake was all like, "Hello, friends." <laughs> well, it wasn't. It didn't. It didn't actually say anything. It was just slithering around, and I was just like, "Wait, what?" And Ella's like, ah, "I thought it was a toy." Like, like she was, like she was very, so freaked out. Mom started screaming. So, so L decided to make the decision to to run towards mom, over, jump over the snake a second time <laughs> to, to get to mom. And, and I just ran up the stairs, realizing. And, and then when I was up the stairs, I realized first of all, hey. I'm way smarter than th- I'm. I'm way smarter. Hey-o. I'm smarter than my older sister in this one predicament, and also wait. I got so lucky. I didn't step on that snake, even though I didn't even realize it was there, and I was running. What? I am still thankful to this day that I didn't step on that poor little snake. I think L was expressing compassion for me because I was left behind with the snake. So L came to my to my defense, I think. <laughs> Thank you, L. You're welcome. <laughs> and also, I remember a time when I was little where I, I forgot what I was going to say. Do you ever just forget what you're about to say and you're just like so upset with yourself and then you never remember it ever again? Always. Or you remember then or or you remember it in the shower later and then you have a and you start talking to yourself That's as if, me. Does that happen to you too? Yeah, just like sometimes after an argument I come up with the perfect com- comebacks. And so and so suddenly <laughs> nice. and so suddenly I decide to like continue on with the argument in the shower alone. You're sitting on the toilet. Well, yeah, sometimes you will come up with the right argument. But but to go back now to, oh, my God, don't tell people worms and whatever. You know what? It's about, in hindsight, to be honest, when I was in elementary school, there was a girl. Her name was Patricia Chen, and she would pick up bees. Oh, yeah, you told us I this. thought she was crazy. I remember her name. Why? Because that was the flipping most badass, coolest thing that I had ever seen, that I had seen, particularly, you know, owing to the fact that, you know, we were like 10 at the time. Complete and utter badass. So let's talk about what we're going to create next. I want to create a larger family. Roro. Calm down, Matt. <laughs> I'm talking about the family that we create, a family of friends. I want to really take our message out there on the road. What do you think? Go from bold coffee shop to coffee shop, country to country. Talk about the art of friendship from culture to culture. What else? You guys will continue on with your education. Hopefully the world will be in a better place. People will be healthier. Yes. Maybe we can stop the nonsense of war. Maybe we can... Maybe we can clean up around here. I'm not talking about our home. All these corporations need to clean up the messes that they have made, that they're continually making. Well, and practicing the art of kindness. Compassion. I want Elle to speak her wisdom. (laughs) You're on the spot, baby. Go ahead. It's kind of, I can't blame her, though. It's very hard to be on the spot. It is. Well, personally, what I think about the state of the world is, like Mom said before, that 
Basically, so all the problems are always swept under the rug, and lately the rug has been cut. They've been people have been cleaning the rug, and then the stuff has been flying back out into the air. So, and we need to clean that up too. I think we were forced to clean the rug, weren't we? Yes, we really were. Like the panda is are you talking about the pandemic yes and other things like racial equality gender equality that kind of stuff you're very passionate about that mm-hmm. you're very passionate about making sure that everyone is treated equally yes i am do you know where that comes from no i don't it's just in you i guess so yeah and so what what do you want to be doing in the next 12 months? 12 months? That's a good question. A lot of things have already changed. I'm not sure what's going to happen next. Do you, do you guys realize the rate of change for you is so much faster now than, than, like, let's say the change in me? Like, look at how much you grow every single day. I swear when you wake up in the morning, you're taller than the night before. Well, actually, they are, because when you sleep, it's like gravity, which compresses your spine every day, gets a chance, your spine gets a chance to stretch back I'm not, out. I'm not talking about compression. Yeah, precision. <laughs> I literally have to stand on a step stool to measure Elle's height. Well, yeah, you got to stand on a step stool to give me a kiss, too, but... That's true. <laughs> and it's almost there with Allegra, too. My goodness. <laughs> oh, Lord. But I think the next 12 months for Elle, I think she's going to be um, studying some some really challenging subjects. She's going to start getting in, into in areas where she feels more challenged and more passionate about. I mean, that's one of the things we love about homeschooling is we've been able to really excel, like really move forward a lot. So you're away. She's actually like. She gets done. by. I mean, my goodness. All right. You've done so much, both of you. I'm so proud of you. In the past year, Allegra did cover art. She did the art for cover of a, a music album. Not bad, kid. You, you both had, I guess it was over a year ago, but at the art walk in town, you guys had the only art booth, and you sold a lot. You guys made some beautiful art. I remember me and my sister, my sister Elle used to com- used to compete like who could sell the most. Of course, I tried my best to make my products like significantly significantly better than hers in in every shape or shape and form. And I and I also lowered the price like half from half of what Elle's prices were. Well, they were still pretty expensive. They sold better. And I won almost every single time. I don't understand where this competition comes from, honestly, because my I My soul. Oh, my God. Apparently so. I mean, I don't like to compete. I don't like it. You don't. Flip the board. That's what, that's what I, you do. I get angry. I, you guys know I don't even play games. I can't. I have to sit on the side. And sit on my hands, right? Daddy calls me Chewbacca because I get angry if I lose. I don't like competition. Competition. Before we go, can you tell me what you want to do, Allegra, in the next 12 months? What do you want to create? 
Uh, well, I'm hoping to, like, you know, possibly make a YouTube channel that has, like, a ton of subscribers or something. Maybe get smarter. I.e. learn a lot. And wait a second, wait a second. Don't you have a, don't you have a passion for baking, little one? I guess I do like baking a lot. So it might it might behoove you to, you know, take it up yet another notch. Because, I mean, you're already a fairly decent baker. Certainly for your age, but that's entirely beside the point. For any age, she's a decent baker. Exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a vegan one. And, and Maybe that. you could make caramelized onion bread. Oh. I think that's kind of like something that might be out of my league for now. No, it's at, totally possible. We just haven't had time. Maybe some at, at at some point we could make like chocolate chip cookies or something, and like you know do what we used to do and like add little bits of marshmallow in it. And we're talking from scratch. We're not talking about cutting open a tube. And you? <laughs> well, I hope to move forward with my academics. Like move forward with learning science. I'm really passionate when it comes to science. And any thoughts? Any thoughts on how people can have better friendships? From your perspective, what we can do in the world to make it more compassionate? From your perspective. Maybe if we listen to one another, that would do some good. And, and possibly, you know, first of all, it'd be, it'd be amazing if racism, you know, kind of ended at some point, hopefully. But hopefully, like, at some point, extroverts will understand the introvert side of the story. And so they'll actually, you know, not feel like the introvert is not there. Because honestly, we introverts are, you know, nobody even knows we're there most of the time. Especially at parties, I heard. Because <laughs> I, because the last party I ever went to was with my family in 2019. I did exactly what a normal introvert would do, hang out in the corner. And since I didn't have, since I didn't have anything to keep me entertained, just sat there Hold and on. thought about life. Hold on, we had plenty to keep us entertained. That was the Halloween party, wasn't it? There, there were chalky pencils. I mean, do you remember Adam and his costume? I mean, we're still talking about his little costume. Little. Little being the opposite <laughs> word. Very little. Come on. That was very entertaining, right? Yes. But I couldn't just, I just think about that the entire time. I tried uh, not to. Hell. <laughs> Anyways. El said, I tried not to. <laughs> Anyways. I, I, I. I think that's actually interesting advice from you, Allegra. I mean, certainly, you know, taking on what Elle said and building on it, you know, listen more. Yes. Pay attention. You know, everybody, it's, it's my belief, everybody has at least one really cool story to tell. And so fi- figuring out what that is, is almost like doing a treasure hunt when you meet somebody for the first time. And I think we have to get used to doing things. We have to get used to having parties again. We have to get used to entertaining one another again. But like, even with a podcast, we had to get used to the podcast. Daddy and I used to fight because he would say I would talk too much, and he, had, you know, he would he couldn't get a word in. I'm like, well, that's your problem, buddy. You know what? You want the woman to not speak? It's not my fault. You wait a speak. second. Wait. I'm kidding. 
<laughs> and then, as I take the mic, they're two four. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say, but like we have to get used to it. I remember, uh, last year we tried to do a podcast episode, all of us together. Do you remember? With but we used the boom mic. We didn't use the this shot. setup. The shotgun. Yeah, thank you, Al. The shotgun mic. Um, by the way, Ellen Allegra have been through this whole process with the friendship movement with us. They've been behind the scenes working on everything we do. But do you guys remember we did that episode on we were baking something and it was uh, it, it incorporated friendship, but it had to do with we were baking something we could sweet tortillas, I think. Oh, yeah, we were doing the sweet tortillas. But what happened? We weren't used to doing that together. And we all ended up fighting, right? And then we left the mics and everything. And for 30 minutes, I was listening to it a few months ago. It was just us fighting in the other room. And we forgot to turn off the mics. Nice. Was I right? (laughs) Oh, my God. But But you see, we just have to get used to things. Because, yeah, things will go wrong. The cake will fall apart. You know, the tortillas will not turn out right. Someone's feelings will get hurt. But if you do it more and more often, you, you kind of roll with the punches. I shouldn't say that because there were punches rolled at our wedding. But you kind of roll with it. It's kind of like surfing. You just go, there's another wave and another wave. And you you fall off the board, you get back on, and you enjoy the ride eventually, right? You have to get used to dancing in a way. Also, I'd like to add something to what I said earlier. Do you ever, uh, this is an introvert kind of thing, by the way. Do you ever just, like, you know, help people out with stuff? And since they don't really pay much attention to you, they don't realize that you're actually doing quite a bit. And so they're all, and and so they congratulate your, your older sister on, wow, you did so much. And there's just you sitting in the background, and they're like, Allegra, you should help out, you should help out more. Now, this is probably going to get edited out, but it's nice to get off my chest. Yeah, we have to get used to... We have to pay attention, Yeah, we, we have, have to listen, and we have to be aware of what's happening around us. And we have to do what you just did, express our emotions, right? And, Al, you're quiet. You're quiet a lot. But I'm that's okay. I'm actually quiet more often. But, yeah, you're right. We have to acknowledge each other and give space to one another even if that space that space may seem uncomfortable it's gonna be okay i see you baby and i think you are i know you're brilliant and you are just as amazing you are amazing on infinite levels both of you are in completely different ways And sometimes one of the other things is that we can't take things personally. Because sometimes when we're upset, we don't hear properly. Like I always talk about how dad and I fight. I don't hear him apologizing. Man, that's rough too. (laughs) It's going to be okay. It's part of the dance. People's feelings get hurt. You feel unheard. And sometimes you don't realize the person is actually hearing you and acknowledging you. But when, when you're in the thick of it, you feel 
so shut out. I totally get it. Elle, is there something you can add to that? Nope, not really. Please. Color commentary by Elle. All right. Well, I had intended for you all the past year to be part of some of the episodes, but this is the only one. One year later. And it's still, it's a little bit hard trying to have everyone speak. Should we wrap it up? Okay. We're going to wrap it up. But mainly we're doing the show to say thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone. Thank you to all of our friends. Thank you for the listening that you're doing. Thank you for taking part. Thank you for the comments that you send our way. I mean, there are some superstars out there that listen to every single episode. And for a while, we were doing three episodes a week. And that was that was harsh. And they were like, okay, I'm trying to catch up. Because everyone everyone has <laughs> their schedules are so packed. And it's it's hard. But thank you so much. We just want to say thank you. And and yes. and um, this has been such a beautiful journey. And it's going to get even better. Everything's gonna be okay, guys. It is. Be well, everyone. Alright, we'll talk to you soon. Take care, everyone. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you later.